0: Hello, and welcome back to Big Fish Little Pod. We're in the midst of holiday celebrations, and so that's what I want to talk about today. And so it is my wish for all of you that you do find the light that shines in even the darkest times, and that you have an endless cup of cheer. And that even when things are just not going the way you want and you've totally gotten to the place where you feel like you've lost everything, the song of a little child might just touch your heart and make it grow. Now, all of that is kind of sappy, but they're also really really strong the light that shines in the darkness that we've hit the darkest point and now each day is going to get lighter or God provides for us when we feel like we're just about to run out or God has come to be with us in all our joys and in all our struggles. I have a friend who he's pretty pretty forthcoming in saying he's bipolar, but that was misdiagnosed for most of his life. And so he coupled that with a brain injury and at at an accident about a year ago. And for nine months, he put his family through hell and himself. And he and his wife ended up separated, divorced. Um, He has two children that he's totally separated from. And his wife, who's been hurt by his behavior, um, has not allowed him to have custody. And because he's not been able to hold a steady job, he has fallen behind on on payments. And so he doesn't have any legal um options of getting to see his children. Um, so he hasn't seen his children in months. And yet for the last four months, he's been drug and alcohol free. He's been on his program of, of medication. He's been properly diagnosed. He's been going to counseling. He's in church every week. Um, and he's trying really, really hard to, to get to the point where he can catch up with all the things that he has owed and, and be able to have a home where he can have his children again. Um, but his, his ex-wife has been really tough on letting that happen um, because she's been hurt pretty badly. Last week, I gave up hope for this year. I said to him, we've been working really hard and I'm so very proud of all the work that you've done in all the sad, sad things you're going through um, and in the thing that I think would destroy me. I'm so proud of you for for working in this but you know I think this is going to be the last Christmas that you won't see your children. Um, I just don't see how that's going to happen um so you just got to get through this dark time and by next year everything will be in place cuz you're doing so great and i was just hoping he could hold on cuz as the weeks towards christmas came i could see that he was getting more and more depressed at the thought of not being able to see his children and he came to church and during our God moments, he said, I got a call yesterday, and it was my daughter. And she said, they're going to come and visit me. And I'm going today after church. And it blew us away. I had prepared him to, to just tough it out through this year and work even harder next year to, to get to the point where he could see them. But obviously, God, his ex-wife, fate, had other things in store. And he considers it a miracle that he got to see his children yesterday. That's... That can be made into a really sappy holiday story. But in truth, that took an incredible amount of strength, resilience, forgiveness, communication, trust, and hope that led to a day of great joy
1: the thing that jumps out at me the most of what you're saying is this, the idea of hope and whether hope is like a strength or a waste.
0: Right. You know, That's a great, great point.
1: And I think like the example of this man, your friend that you gave, like for him, the hope was worth it because it paid off. But for so many people, sometimes hope doesn't pay off. And I think actually it's kind of an issue in my own life in that I think I have hope like to a fault in that I I heard my mom do it the other day and it made me realize how I do it. She was discussing a situation that she really wasn't happy with, that she had really decided wasn't going to work for her. And then She told me, it's almost like I've convinced myself that it actually will work out. Like, over time, she had changed her mind about it. And she was telling me, I thought maybe it'll be like this, and maybe it'll be like this, and then... And she had painted herself a picture. She had transformed a situation that wasn't good. And in using her imagination, had transformed it into a situation that could potentially be great and actually fulfill all her desires. And as she did that, I realized I do that all the time. But it's become a little bit of a hazard in my life because then what happens is, for example, if my work says, you know in the new year, we're going to give you this different responsibility. And I hate the idea at first, but then over a period of days, through talking to my family or journaling or imagining, I transform the idea into something that would really work for me. And I get excited about it and I have hope in the situation. And then my boss comes back to me and says like, oh, actually we changed it. So you're not going to have that responsibility anymore. And... I react really badly. (laughs) And she's always like, what are you doing? Like, I thought you didn't like that, you know? But I use hope to imagine how it could work out for me. But then it doesn't always come to fruition that way, you know? Or it's changed. um, So I think sometimes for me it's, yeah, having that ability to hope can actually be problematic because i'm projecting desires onto the future it also reminds me of this story of this really sweet family in our congregation and it's like a mom dad and then two sisters under the age of four and the Littlest sister, we we all walked to the car one day when they were heading home, and they opened the car door, and the little sister, who was about two, saw her car seat in the car and immediately started hysterically crying. And her mom was like, oh, come on, because I guess the history of it was that the little girl had been so upset that her sister sat in like a big girl seat. And so she herself wanted to sit in a big girl seat. So, so much so that they had actually gone out and bought her sister a new car seat and given her her sister's car seat so that she could actually sit in the big girl seat. But then, of course, as soon as her sister got a new seat, she wanted that new seat as well. So when they opened the car door and she saw the same car seat she was going to have to get in, she started hysterically crying. But the funny thing was her mom turned to me and said, she came here in this car seat.
0: Right. Like, this right. was the
1: car seat that she drove to yeah. like our community in an hour before. Like She knew that car seat was going to be in the car. And as the little girl is like, throwing herself on the floor hysterically <laughs> crying, her mom said, but she never loses hope, yeah. you know? Like, she had ha- somehow in her little girl mind, like, her desire was so strong for this big girl Carsey that in the hour that they were here, she thought maybe yeah. somehow that chair would be transformed, you know? Yep. And I yep. Don't, it actually really, like, yep. touched my heart. Like, she never loses yeah. hope, you know? So I think I think for so many of us, like the bad things in our life, we just kind of at one point accept and they just become like a bad part of our life. But does it have to be like that? Can it be transformed? Yeah. Is there a power greater than us that can transform that? Can we transform it ourselves? So, yeah, I think those are they're kind of like the two sides in my life. One is like this little girl's hope, you know, is so inspiring. And then on the other hand, I think sometimes I can relate to her because... My ability to hope and imagine a different future that works for me sometimes causes me to also be like on the ground crying when it doesn't. Right,
0: happen. right. Well, that's we have the scripture that says faith is the belief in things that cannot be proven. Um, but we also have the idea that insanity is hoping approaching the same thing the same way and expecting to get different results you know it's like which is faith and which is hope you know um and and i think about people who pray for something to happen and like maybe have a child and they don't yeah you know or I think of someone who makes a visioning board um, with all pictures of the way they are going to lose weight, get this job, have these this home, and and I think it's marvelous that somebody would in do that envisioning and consistently, devotionally go to that every day. You know, to me the point of it is Like with the Grinch and Whoville, he stole everything, stole everything from their community so that they couldn't have Christmas. And yet when they woke up and didn't have anything that they had hoped for, longed for, expected, they still had each other. They had the song in their heart, the sappy part. And they sang together and found strength and celebration. To me, when I think of hope, I put my hope in what I believe is a fact that God will be with me. And no matter what comes my way, no matter what happens, God will be with me and will help me get to the point where I can respond in abundance and peace and joy, no matter what has happened. So my hope isn't really in the way I want things to be. My hope is that in God, in a healthy place of myself and in community, I will have what can bring me life. The others are dreams that If I stick to, I can make some of them happen. And if the universe is good to me or my community is supportive, maybe I'll get.
1: But I mean, but do you think that there is a risk in hope in that, like, I don't think most people are hoping for their own ability to handle the situation. I think most people are hoping for a result. I agree. And so, do you think there's a risk in that? I mean, I'm just thinking. You know, remember how Obama in 2008, his thing was all hope. Yeah. Like it was all about hope. Yeah. And it was about how like hope is powerful. Yeah. Right. Like. But honestly, I mean, we don't want this is a this is a bipartisan podcast, but I mean, honestly, I, that was the first time I ever voted, and I did have hope. Um. And now I'm kind of like, removed from the political scene because
0: in the end, it didn't really
1: go the way I had hoped. So it, it kind of, like, drumming up that hope in me, actually, in the end, had kind of an adverse reaction because if I was just neutral to the whole situation, maybe I would just still be neutral now. But because I really believed that having a new kind of president would change things, and right. I didn't see things change right. in the end, like in the long run. Which you could also argue, think some things did change, you know. But I guess the hope that I was given, or the hope that I chose to believe, was that so right. much would change right. that, like that the right. our country would be right. unrecognizable after this.
0: At the end of eight years, things had not. Changed as much as we had hoped they would change. Yeah. And they took a huge step in the opposite direction. Right.
1: So, you know. So now I don't even really want to participate. Because (laughs) I don't even believe that it will make a difference.
0: Which, which, quite honestly, is going to continue the process in the opposite direction.
1: Right. Because,
0: because those folks who had hoped got disenchanted exactly. and they exactly. gave up and they didn't come out and vote.
1: Right. Exactly. I mean, you know,
0: yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: So, well, I was just thinking when you're saying that about like becoming disenfranchised, um, you know, my mom is always telling us conflict yep. arises from unmet expectations, Yeah, that almost every conflict arises from unmet expectations. And so I think when you're saying like we hoped and then we got disenfranchised because of it, like right, hope is giving a new expectation. Hope is an expectation, right? Hope is an expectation that things will turn out well or that things will change or that things will work out you know and so i think that's what happened for me if you look at like the because i think it was my first time voting and because obama was like a different kind of candidate like i had new expectations i had different expectations and then the reality is is that obama probably met many expectations he probably made many changes but my expectations were so much higher right that he didn't meet those, and so then conflict arose because of my unmet expectations. Yeah. So then frustration arose, or yeah, like not no, no like a belief, yeah. my belief in the system fell apart. You know, and so I think that's where hope could be a real problem because you're creating expectations that may not be impossible. That may not be possible to meet. Would it not be better to have more realistic hope? But isn't that the... Be- Isn't that the opposite of hope? Isn't hope kind of meant to be beyond what's realistic?
0: Well, yeah. I think Henry David Thoreau has a quote about some people build their castles in the sky. Yeah. Which to me talks about your hopes are way beyond realism. You know, you're, you're, they're too far, you know, and He says, but that's where your castles should be built. Now your job is to put a foundation under them. You know, so, so to me, Thoreau was saying, hope beyond what you even think is possible. But now accept the responsibility to go out and make that happen. Work towards that goal. Let that be the thing that elevates you beyond the muck and the mire. Let that be the light that shines in the darkness, the oil that doesn't run out, the, the light of community that draws out of you the best person you can be, the song that touches your heart and changes it. Let that be up there, but then know that that's not Santa Claus giving it to you. That's not God just handing it over to you, and all you have to do is unwrap the present that may happen but reality is those are your goals your hopes are your goals and you need to put foot and hands and mouth and mind and body and spirit to that and you need to work yeah. to make that happen
1: yeah i mean i guess that's that's like a different interpretation of hope right I think so. Or do you feel like that is the correct interpretation of hope? Because I, I guess I, I feel like that's
0: gold. I think that's the correct. I think that's the healthiest correct. I have no idea what's correct. I think. I yeah. think that's the healthiest view of hope.
1: Because isn't it like part of spiritual life is kind of understanding that there is a glass ceiling and that at one point, you can only go so far and above that. It's mercy. Like, isn't the point that like you can't achieve God, you can't like get there on your own. You can get to a certain point and then you are at the mercy of God to reciprocate with you.
0: And the mercy of others and, and grace. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I guess what you, I heard you say two different things, which, which, You didn't really say two different things, but, but I heard you say, you know, you have a glass ceiling that you can't get through. Mm -hmm. And then you said you can't get through by yourself on your own. It requires mercy, grace, um, you know, and I believe that's true. So if your hopes are things that are beyond your ability to get and you're just waiting for someone to give it to you, I think you're setting yourself up right. for depression right. because the economists in this world will tell you there's no such thing as a free lunch. You know, God's, God's gracious and God gives but God gives for our good, and part of our good is God giving us working towards, God being with and lifting us up so that we can reach farther. Very rarely does God just give and let us receive, because that makes us right. fat in a bad way. Right.
1: Right. But that's I guess that's where for me, like hope, you describing hope the way you did, like, as a goal that you're working towards takes out the beauty of hope. Because oh. to me, like the whole point of to me, the whole point of hope is that yeah, you are working hard, but it's impossible. Like the thing that you're working towards is impossible for you to achieve on your own. And so you can work towards it, but there is going to have to be that element of grace. Like there's Absolutely. going to have to be that element of blessing.
0: Absolutely. With my friend, I had given up hope for this year because yeah. I was so afraid of him falling into depression because he didn't get what right. he wanted. And I couldn't see how it could ever possibly yeah. happen in a week that I had to push that to next year right? where he was still going to have to work harder than I think I can work and still have to rely on the mercy of his ex-wife, um, the mercy of the courts um and the grace of community lifting him up the the grace of getting the right job and finding the right place to live um all of those things were beyond his ability to make happen on his own and even with hard work he was still in need of grace you know um but i guess it's Is hope just something beyond what I can have that somebody has to give me? Or do I lose hope if I say, I have no control over what life gives me. I only have control over my response to what life is giving me. So I guess I hope (laughs) I hope and I trust and I believe and I have faith in the what to me is a fact that no matter what happens in this world, God will give me what I need in grace so that I can make the best of it. So, I mean, the worst thing I can think of, you can fill in the blanks for that. The worst thing I can think of is losing one of my children. Um, I don't know how. I guess maybe my friend is going through, was going through the worst thing. That would be even worse than losing your children is having your children alive and not be able to or want to be with you. That would be hell for me. That would be like, what, Prometheus being in the the scorching heat, but every time he lowered his head to get the drink of water, the water went down farther? That would be hell for me. And yet I do believe that the God who was with Daniel in the lion's den and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace will be with me in that hell and somehow help me live in such a way that I still work towards that eternal hope of being reunited with my children. What m- what my friend received this Christmas was a gift of grace, a miracle f- from God and an incredible gift of grace from his ex-wife yeah. who gave no inclination that she was going to let this yeah. happen. And yet she did.
1: Yeah. I just wonder if hope, if... If the idea of like strength through difficulty, or the ability to maintain sanity through difficulty, if that is hope, or if that's I'm, I'm yeah. just, how
0: did Obama how did Obama define it?
1: I, I know it was like about strength, like that hope, like you know politicians are always looking to be strong, not weak in any way. You know, and he, right. I think he purposefully took a word that is often considered soft, emotional. To be honest, yep. feminine. I think hope is more yep. of a feminine quality. Um, yep. And he took it and tried to like rebrand it as strength. That like that hope was right um, a power.
0: Right. You know? Right.
1: It's funny because I just looked up the definition and it says a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Yeah. And I think that's how he defined it. Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like hope was this nuanced thing that gave you a better feeling, but that it was like an uh, expectation yeah. for a certain thing to happen.
0: Yeah. And like, and it gave him the strength to break the glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. But not the strength and wisdom to build the community above the glass ceiling. He he didn't have right. what it took to fight the political machine.
1: Right. Yeah. I guess for me, like hope. To me, like hope is looking for a result.
0: Right. And isn't looking
1: for the strength to handle whatever right. happens. That's right. How
0: I and see yet, it. I I will constantly come back to Cindy Lou Who. Oh, my God the smallest of the who's (laughs) who, who should have been having a tantrum Uh because the tree was gone and her presents were gone and the who pudding was gone. Should have been having a tantrum. Right. And yet she had vision of something bigger and better.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on those points. I just don't know if that's hope.
0: I don't know. That to me sure. is like a different strength. You know what I mean? But there's a part of it that is part of hope. Like, it's the. Okay, like. Uh, I guess to me,
1: uh, like Jesus itself, it's faith, hope, and love. Right. 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 So the free, yes. Right. So I think that Cindy, Lou, I don't know this story, and I can't believe I'm about to even discuss this, but. Cindy Lou Who, I think, if that's her full name, Ms. Cindy Lou Who, I think.
0: Cindy Lou, and and her last name is Who. Cindy Lou Who. So she
1: is a Who, and her name is also Who.
0: Yes, and she lives in Whoville.
1: Okay, great. So glad I'm understanding this now. So I think she might be leaning more towards faith or love in that situation. I don't think that her reaction necessarily represents
0: hope. Right.
1: Is she reacting well? Yes. Is she reacting in a way that transforms the situation? Yes. But I don't think hope is a reactive thing. Hope is a, like a active thing, right. right? Like hope is like the thing before the event, not the thing after Right.
0: I agree. I, I mean, agree I guess- wholeheartedly. Um, but there's – I guess I am – I guess I am – I feel like we are – going beyond our atmosphere into space, looking for that thing that is elusive at this moment, because there's some part of hope that is stronger than we usually think of when we think of hope. Yeah. And it has something to do with faith, believing in That something else outside of ourselves is going to bring itself around to be with us and give us. And it has something to do with love that as we draw together, we'll find what we need. There's something of that in hope that I can't put my finger on, but I know is a part of it. It's not just a Christmas wish mm-hmm. or a dream.
1: Right.
0: But I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But if I see it, I recognize it. Mm-hmm. So, what is it, Amy?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm fully on the same page as you with that.
0: All right. <laughs> to me, hope that's just hope as we're thinking is a balloon that flies away.
1: No, I don't think so. Because it's like what we're saying, like what I was saying before, like hope, like hope is what, like when you start the journey and you're walking on the journey, but you know you can only get so far, but your goal is further. So your goal is at C. you know, you can only get to B on your own, but you walk anyway. That's hope.
0: Right. I walk
1: anyway. Yeah. So to me, that's hope. It's like walking forward towards B. Hoping for C, but knowing you can't get yourself from B to
0: C. So am I walking in hope or am I walking in faith or am I walking in love?
1: I think it's a combination of hope and faith because you can hope to get from B to C, but if you don't have faith, then you don't know what's going to help you get from B to C. But if you are if you have faith, then you're walking in hope from A to B, but you feel confident because of your faith that God is going to come help you get from B to C. Because
0: God loves me yeah if you want
1: if you want to do that yeah it could also just be because God is all merciful or you know be,
0: because my community is with me and supporting me, yeah you know i either I don't know if I'm walking in hope or if hope is out there beyond me
1: yeah
0: is hope in my in my heart and in my head
1: yeah you have to have hope like. order if you didn't have hope then you wouldn't go from a to b you would just stay at a because you know you can't get from b to c
0: right so if you
1: were just logical do you know what i mean that's where like hope to me is illogical okay like it's beyond it's metaphysical it's like beyond what we are told it's beyond normal expectations and i think that's what obama did like we didn't believe like even you i remember you saying he's so young he should wait yeah. You know, he's got plenty of time. Why doesn't he just wait? We're yeah. not ready yet. Yeah. You know? So it was illogical. We didn't think we were ready yet. Yeah. You know, but like his he believed we could do the impossible yep. and he achieved yep. it, right? You know. So I think that's the whole point of hope. It's like it brings you beyond and I think Yeah, that's why it would be important to Jesus in his teachings because in order to do the work of God, we have to believe in the impossible of what right. we currently know. You know, Jesus wants us to do more than even what he did, and right. he did the impossible. You
0: know? Right. Yeah, like
1: the, to me, the things of God are beyond what yeah. we know. and So that's why we have to have hope. Right. Like your friend being able to see his children this Christmas for you was beyond what you could know. Right. But it happened.
0: Right. I only saw a wall yeah. and I couldn't find the door. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like the glass ceiling. Yeah. He could only get himself yeah. to the ceiling, and he did. Yeah, But like he couldn't get past it on his own. Right, right. But then, of course, and it'll have to maybe be a follow-up podcast, is like, then what happens if that door doesn't open? What happens yeah. to, like, Jesus didn't come during the lifetime of the disciples? You know, how many yeah. people have have predicted Christ's coming? He hasn't come right. on a certain day. Right. How many people wanted to see their children this Christmas and they're not seeing Right,
0: them? and that, to me, is the question, you know when i get to that limit do i still hope yeah i think i do yeah.
1: if you get to B and no one is there to bring you to C,
0: right yeah
1: yeah and i guess that's maybe why jesus didn't just say it's hope it's all about hope no there's three things there faith, right hope, and, love. and i think that might be where some of those other factors come into play that's maybe when you're in control of how you respond to the situation that's maybe when you double down into your practice you know and maybe that's how those, the three of those, if you can take the three of those everywhere with you, maybe you always have yeah. a tool to use in your tool belt. You know? yeah. yeah, but I think it's, yeah, it's like that little girl, my little girlfriend who like cried hysterically when the, right. the door opened and she saw the same car seat. Like, even if no one is at B to pick you up, next time you go, you have to believe someone's gonna be there again, right? I think. Every time the car door opens, you have to believe that there's going to be a big girl car seat there. Even if just an hour ago there wasn't.
0: And someday you'll be right.
1: Yeah. Someday she'll be driving the car.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Huh. So this isn't as fluffy as it seemed like it might be at the beginning.
1: No, I'm never going to let the podcast be fluffy.
0: (laughs) Hope is not for cowards, huh? So for this week. If any of you can help us on our exploration of hope and tell us what it is that keeps it light and as a goal, but strong and part of reality, please let us know. Because we haven't been able to put that into words very well. And the other thing I would ask you to do, whatever your holiday... Um, experiences are is watch some show or sing some song or read some book that you think is absolutely sappy and find the strength in it for you so that you're ready to face the new year.
1: So much for listening to this episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are having such a great time making this podcast, and we're really appreciating all of the feedback and input that we get from you. Please comment on the podcast post on my dad's Facebook page or send us an email at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. Thanks, see you next time.